Here we go. Once again, we find ourselves. I, I sent a text down to Houston, and I haven't heard back at all. So to my knowledge, it's still part of this country. It hasn't been blown off the planet. <laughs> but as of right now, we are live, and we sit and wait, play the waiting game in the NFL really across the board here. Huh. But you know, more importantly, I, I think just trying to figure out what happens next, and it's not just here for Carson Wentz and the Eagles, but just in general, because even the draft is centered around what happens with the quarterbacks. And and this is where I think we walk the line of what's important in the NFL versus what's just another day talking about the same stuff. We can't really talk even about the draft because we know exactly what's going to happen in the first pick. Yeah. What happens if if the Jets trade for Russell Wilson? They sure as hell aren't drafting Justin Fields. And that or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Pardon me, Deshaun exactly. Watson. Yeah. Yes. If, yes. Deshaun well, Watson. If they traded for Russell Wilson, now that would be something. That, that yeah. Can that you I, imagine him in New York City? Bill oh, Belichick. my goodness. That's exactly what he, his agent, and his wife would want outside of maybe Miami for his wife's purposes. But, my God. I think that's what um that's where he wanted to go. That's like the the destination that he's trying to get to is Miami. What, Miami? Yeah, 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 that's where he wants to go. But I mean, they have a first round pick there already at the quarterback position, so yeah, they're not going to do that. Maybe you guys can help me with this, Aton. You and I were down there together for a couple of days, and yes, it's nice. You know, South Beach is cool. Um, you know, a couple of days there, and I can you know I can not come back for another year or two. I, what is the special appeal? from all these athletes about South Beach, that it is almost like the be-all, end-all place. What is it? From a from an athlete's point of view, it's, it's like where Uncle Luke said, you know, all the shake-em-ups are down there, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, that's what, that's, you know, basically what it is, you know, a bunch of women running around in, in um, bathing suits. You know, I think that's the lore from, from the NFL player's standpoint. Uh, you know, and also, I mean, it's taxes are cheap down there as well, opposed yeah, to anywhere Florida, else. That's Florida, period. Yeah, that's yeah, Florida, yeah. period. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, most of these guys are married anyway. What do you mean the shake em ups? They're not supposed to be hanging out with the shake em ups. I don't know. That's why I'm up north. Yeah. Far up north. <laughs> <laughs> so your wife, the big boss lady's not get, letting you get a sniff of uh, South Beach. Bro, I didn't cross the Mason-Dixie line my entire career. Philadelphia. Detroit. Is that right? Green Bay, New York, oh, yeah. That's Pittsburgh. That. That's tough. Even my yeah. Super Bowl. My Super Bowls, I was in Detroit for my Super Bowl. Then Dude, you I need a taste. The Eagles. You need a taste. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Maybe I mean, your car show, whatever you do now with, with your cars and re, you know, your your TV show that you'd love to do, fixing up cars, turn, you know, turning this Mercedes into something, something hot. That needs to be done down south Absolutely. near, near a beach. Because I can't go in my front yard right now and fix all the stuff I have to fix in front of my, from my, my 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 glorious fans that I call my neighbors, you know, <laughs> yep. who flip me off every time I go out there <laughs> when I got my back turned. <laughs> you can imagine the gestures that I get. Oh they, yeah. Oh until yeah. they until they come over and 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 put you know put five on that gas bill or five on them taxes. They can all know what they can do for me. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and you can't do anything because of the snow. I didn't mean to derail your your quarterback thought here. Oh no, I, that's fine with me. It's, you know, go ahead. Um, 
No, but I'm saying like you're right though because the first pick we all know is going to be uh, Lawrence going to uh, Jacksonville. The second and saying pick, he's going to be he's saying he's going to be a generational talent. I mean, this kid has been good since flag football. Yeah, in, in Cali back in the day, he better be because yeah. the hype has been there since he got to Clemson. You know, even before maybe he got to Clemson. Exactly in the Nike so camps. Yeah. Hopefully, for his sake and for Jacksonville's sake and Urban Meyer's sake and his stress level's sake, he does deliver. But you're right; the second pick is where this whole thing could be, as our old podcast used to say, derailed. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on what the Jets do, it really, it's amazing. Yeah. I like that, though. Yeah, I, I do, too. But we're also, you know, we're looking at, I, I think, just this hostage situation where we go through all of we've become what the mock drafters are, which is trying to figure out 50 or 60 different scenarios based on all of the different possibilities of what could happen at two. And then you have to factor in a team like the Eagles, who could easily do one of two things equally, I would think, move up or down. I, I, You know, the Eagles right now have the ammunition and power if they think Carson can bump them up with picks and move up from six to three or something like that, just like they can move back from six mm -hmm. to 15 or something. So the, it just feels like the quarterbacks, we can't escape it. No. Unless we don't talk about the NFL, we can't escape the quarterbacks. Right. And and now, you know, what you're starting to see, and this started a couple of days ago, is that it's basically Carson who is standing in the way of going to possibly Chicago because he doesn't want to go to Chicago. It's not that he doesn't want to go to Chicago. He wants to go play for Frank Reich in Indianapolis right. is really what this is shook, shook out to be. And it's Indianapolis or bust. And basically, that's going to put Howie Roseman in such a difficult spot because he's not going to be able to get near the value. You talk about market value, uh, Barrett. It's not even going to become. It's not even going to be close to what you would should get for a franchise starting quarterback. You know, under the age of thirty in the NFL, and it's all because Carson won't even entertain the idea of going to Chicago, so they can play one off the other. Well, you know, it, it's kind of it's that's kind the of balls a on him. Well, it, it, you can't say that because at this point, they can trade him whenever they want. They can say, all right, and, and not give him a choice. We're going to trade you to Chicago. The only thing is the Bears want to guarantee that he's going to come over and play right. nice when he gets there. Well, but you the can't thing. get that. You can't get a guarantee. If, if, all right, look at this. If I was Carson, I wouldn't care what anybody said about you know anything because at this point, what has Carson done? Yes, he's he was the you know troublemaker in the past. You know, it's not really a troublemaker, but he wasn't the nicest guy. He, he's kind of socially challenged. Not the greatest leader. Yeah, not the not greatest the greatest leader. uniter of men. Yes, and, yeah. and there's a coach there who, if they can't get confirmation from Carson with a guy who coached him here, then then what does that say? Right. I mean, we're not talking about a guy who was never in that building. Barrett Flip mm -hmm. has been in that building and has battled Carson. And they can't get whatever confirmation they want from Carson ahead of time. And that's a guy who coached with him. Yeah. That's a guy who has a connection with him. Okay, would you though? Look at it from Carson's point of view. Would you want to give the Eagles any kind of uh of of, of, of a good notion that you know or any type of way? I wouldn't give the, the Eagles well, anything. Here, shopping, yeah. Well, let's well, see, that's what I'm saying. He right. doesn't care. He's gonna get that money either way it goes. All right, let's examine no, that. It, it, Go ahead. The difference of where you'd want to play. 
Yeah. I think you you just made Harry's point where it's like if you if you know you're out and the team knows you're out and both sides want you out, then use flex whatever power or ability that you have. Absolutely. Say that people would like it. But yep. Carson is looking at this like, well, if I know I'm out and I'm getting my wish, why not go to in? It's just the worst kept secret. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. all it is. Well, why does he dis dislike it so much here? Or why does he want to get out of here so badly? What, what has been so bad here? I mean, outside of him getting hurt every freaking year, what has been so bad about being in Philadelphia I'll, I'll for him? You. From and that's outside. it. There is nothing. There right. is nothing. There yeah, is well, nothing. That's why I say the Hold ball's on, on him. Well, mm -hmm. wait a second. I, we we there is something. What? And we just talked to a guy who was part of the something and Joe Santaliquito. Every single year, except his rookie season, there has been some sort of report slash reports that come out saying he's a tough guy to deal with. But that's on him. Yeah. Yes. Look, Harry, I'm not justifying. Carson moving on. I'm just trying to answer your question. Okay, from, but I'm, uh, I'm saying usually they say it's, oh, the fan base is so tough to deal with. The media is so tough. You know, all that Bullsh bullshit. We're not on the radio. No, we're not on the like, radio. Like, that is not Carson's case here. Everything that we have read about, and you're right, every year something comes out. There's there's some little story that just doesn't seem right where you're like, man, something ain't right with him and the rest of the team. you want to get out of here? I mean, if if, oh, well, what, is that, if he's still the same guy, isn't that going to follow him to Indianapolis, even though there might be 10 less reporters covering no, the team? he's not going to lose his stripes. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. I, don't know, I was just going to say this is what Barron and I have been fighting about, but but he's right, and and that's where we we agree, which is Carson doesn't change his stripes, but a person like that, Harry, doesn't recognize that they need to change their stripes. That's why they don't change their stripes. So for Carson, if he go it again. It's always been about getting people around you out. Get rid of this coach. Get rid of this coordinator. Mm -hmm. Get rid of this position coach. Get rid of this player. Just get rid of everybody around Carson, and then he'll change. So for Carson, it's let me get out of here, and just a new place is going to help change right. as opposed to what we all see, all three of us agree on, which is he himself needs to change right. from the inside. I just don't think that's going to happen. But do you do understand that it's like that for most of the quarterbacks in the league? Most elite level quarterbacks are, are, are they're, they're, they're into doing what they do. Like Carson, you could get along with. That's why Fletcher Cox and Carson get along because of this. They both love hunting. They both love guns. Yeah, I mean, if they're you love hillbillies, let's yeah, face so, it. Yeah, so it, 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 you know, in in the most slim sense of of, of describing who Carson Wentz is. If you don't love the Lord and you don't love guns, then you're not going to likely be my friend. But you don't have to be my friend to go out there and produce. Right. You know, well, and that's not the problem. This one year, he did not produce. Just one yep. year, he didn't produce. And now that one year, you're going to base your entire career on after that. You can't do that. That's well, why I'm I said, not going to base his career off 2017 because that's, you can't that's, do that either. Right. That's you can't anomaly. do that either. Right. You can't do that either. So at the end of the day, so he's really. What? I was Carson. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bend for. I wouldn't bend for the Eagles. I wouldn't help the Eagles out in any type of way. You're trying to get me out of here. You're trying here's to get where, me out of here. Here's where, though, I I think we have evidence in this league of you can do or be who you want, but you have to get better, and yes. that's Josh Allen. Josh Allen wasn't this yeah. guy who, like Carson, 
wasn't coming out boisterous, being like, nobody can tell me anything. I know what I'm doing here. Leave me the hell alone. But there was a concern that Josh Allen simply couldn't play football. And he worked and got the right help and everything, but he accepted it. Well, see, that's and, not a that, that's not a good that's not a good example. And of, he got a front line receiver. Right. That's not a good yeah, that's not a good, you know, that's not a good um a, a good way to describe car. I think more more so you have to look at Carson the aspect of all right, look at A-Rod. Aaron Rodgers can be that prick. He can be that guy because of what he's done, his performance on the field. He is not a friendly guy. He's not the guy that you're gonna go out and kick in and say kumbaya with. He's not that guy either. Yeah, he's very self-centered. He's very egotistical. He's 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 more about himself than anything else. No doubt, he's starting to build a resume right. so of losing big games at home in the playoffs. So right. that's so. But he's he's his production allows him to act that way. As long as Carson was producing, he was allowed to act the way he was acting. The first time he doesn't produce, now everything's like, all right, then, you know, we got to change this. But you know, you can't not, do this. That's not accurate. Look at, again, you go back to the last four years and people were having problems with him even when he was producing. Absolutely. Still stuff coming out about yes, Carson Yes, Webb. and there's still and stuff coming out about A-Rod. A-Rod no, also. What, last year or so? There wasn't coming yes, out. Yes, Absolutely. About, Everything Alan, come about Aaron Rodgers, where he's difficult to deal with. I mean, you're not you're not in you're not in Green Bay, so you don't see it, you don't hear it. But yes, people say it all the time. Even 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 Wait Russell, even Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson is not a we're, guy that people like on the team. Really. About wait a second, wait a second. Something that was said by a former teammate, Greg Jennings, six years ago, is not the same as people are still saying it right now in Green Bay. All right. That's if what you I mean. look if if you look back at last that's year counter to your point then look at last no look at last year and the stuff that he was saying about his head coach just go back and research it what he was saying how the offense wasn't conducive to help right. him out he was voicing all that stuff last year you didn't hear it this year because they got they get along now that stuff will always be there but that's Rodgers talking the, my right. Point, exactly right. so that's when why you the produce whole thing when you okay, produce, you can on. do that. That's why the whole thing about Josh Allen is apt here because you have a guy who was so bad on the field that was getting criticized, that was constantly the topic of discussion because that was a playoff team the year before when everybody was talking about how bad he was particularly and the team needed to move up, the team needed to upgrade and you had somebody who worked at their craft in the offseason and didn't buy into all the negativity and the hype and didn't push for a trade or something along those lines. Carson Wentz, on the other hand, is at that point, but is looking at trying to get out as means to get better. And that's where uh, I think the, the disconnect is between the two, where it doesn't like we can't compare. Carson Wentz to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady because these guys can do whatever the hell they want. But at one point, you're right, where people were upset with him and everything. But even Tom Brady, like, I'm sure Tom Brady was difficult at times down in Tampa Bay and everything like that. But you have the cachet built in already. Carson never had that. No. Never had that. Well, Carson, I'm not – we were talking about – what was coming on, you know, so you're talking about Joe's article and all the bad stuff talking about. We're talking about that. Yeah. You never had that character flaw when you talked about Josh Allen. It was his play on the field that was dictating a change that he needed to change. But my, but he was getting crushed like Carson was getting crushed. 
there was a constant amount of discussion about how bad Josh Allen was and how much he was holding his, his play on back. the field. Right. Up until last year, that was never discussion. His discussion with Carson Wentz was, could he stay healthy? It Wait, had nothing to do with his play on the field. His play on the field was, was when he was healthy, was good, with the exception of last year. When uh, he was I'm, on the field, he produced. Oh, so he didn't. You're saying no, he didn't. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just confused because I'm confused too because you're saying that you said that the article on Joe came out. I mean, the, the article Joe came out, and that's you know that's that's pinpointing all the stuff that he did inside the locker room. You never had that stuff with 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 Josh Allen. His performance dictated him needing to change, and he changed because his performance wasn't well. This is just now with Carson's performance. It was more so about the way he. Um, his injuries more so than anything as, as far as his performance on the field. That's a total difference in you know both we've, scenarios. We've, we've been talking about Carson Wentz's performance on the field for an entire season and how it needs to change and how he needs to get better. Yes, for this we year. Just, we just had a quarterback who went through that and for his career up until this past season was a constant talk about discussion. The thing about Wentz just makes it worse for Wentz that there are still like that's that's what makes this so bad about Carson Wentz is that he's dealing with issues on both ends. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. He's getting criticized and he doesn't have the backing of it to say, look, I've got rings. I've got experience to back it up. And then on the flip side, he's getting criticized for his play on the field like we saw Josh Allen last year. And there isn't anything outside of what we have so far. Just get me out of town, and that will be the the savior. But it's not just get me out of town. It's get me out of town to a particular place, which is really what's screwing things up apparently right now. And that's that's what kind of pisses me off as an Eagles fan is that why shouldn't he want to go to the Bears if he just wants to get the hell out of here? The Bears were a playoff team last year. They're a quarterback away from being a really good team. They got a good defense. They got some good components on that offense outside of the quarterback. He could be the difference. Uh, would you? I don't think he's still. I don't. Chicago's a great sports town. That's that's where that's where quarterbacks go to die. Come on, tell him, Barrett. What 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 quarterback is the difference? Don't you want to be the difference maker? (laughs) Yeah, this is where quarterbacks went to die. What am I? You think I'm Bobby Douglas, a right-handed Bobby (laughs) Douglas? Screw you! I'm going to come in here and throw for four thousand yards. He that well, we know that he's not going to come in with that mentality because well, he should. Yeah, he (laughs) should be a pussy. (laughs) He should, but he does. He's not going to do that. We we know what type of person he wants to leave because he doesn't even want that competition. Oh yeah, he doesn't want that. He's a pussy. You know what? I like not being on sports map radio i like being able to say what i want eric kramer had the best single yeah eric kramer right yeah. eric kramer state, yards. nc state 3800 yards 29 so in the modern era you haven't had a quarterback mitchell trubisky with 24 12 and 32 23 yardage that's and it harbaugh went and died there even Harbaugh, Harbaugh was never any good. Come on, <laughs> Harbaugh. That's Barrett's guy, man. He was the game manager of game managers. Of course. Please. But if we're talking about the place where That's why his teams died. in Michigan stink. Because he thinks he's because the quarterback is him. That's why. That's why they suck. Hold on a second, though. Here's here's my question. And Harbaugh. I, I get what you're saying, Harry. I'm not disagreeing with you and your frustration, but if you had a choice, and it's so rare in the NFL that you have a choice, 
but shouldn't fat like shouldn't it factor in? And Indianapolis is no paradise. All right, I'm not making a nice town. Honolulu by any means, but yeah, it's just, you can go to Indianapolis and not die. You go to Chicago and it's like, you're cold and miserable. It's dark. Hey, it's cold in Indianapolis too, bro. I mean, it's, and they I won't, it. they're not that far away no, from no, each no, other. I get it. Like I said, I'm not trying to paint it. He out won't be protected there. No, he won't be protected there. Their office a lot sucks in Chicago, but think about, all right, if I was Carson, I would want to go to Indianapolis because number one, they have a top rank office of line. They have a top-rate defense. All they need to do is plug him in. Mm-hmm. Got T.Y. Hilton that can throw the ball. They have the uh, young running back from, from Wisconsin. He can yeah. run the rock. He turned into a great player. They have all the all the pieces to make him a great player in that offense, on that team. He could be that cog to take him to the next level. Hey, I don't I'm know not, he can do that in Chicago. I'm not arguing the Indianapolis part of this. I get it. I like that team. I like them with Phillip Rivers. That's that's a team that's ready to win too. But all my, my point is is that he, he's making it out like it's the Indianapolis Colts or the you know the Jaguars. You know what I mean? Like it's not the Jaguars. Chicago's a good sports town. He could be the toast of that town if he comes in there and does what he's supposed to do and plays close to what he played to in 2017. They'll be kissing his feet. Mm. Well, at this point, he's he's not going to give them any type of leverage or anything else. He's going to stay quiet. Things are going to stay status quo. He's not going to give them any affirmation besides with the Colts of where he wants to go. Then why doesn't he just say, you know what? I want to stay here. I don't think he has a problem with that either. He doesn't? This is is what I've been pushing, though, here for the last couple of days here, last week. And I'll read you Stephen Holder's tweet. He covers the Colts out west. I think he's with the Athletic now. Yeah. What's his name? Stephen Holder. Okay. On Carson Wentz slash Colts talks. And mind you, you go ahead and look. You won't find many people, if any, Chicago check marks talking about how deep they are in in negotiations or anything like that. There are not many people at all in Chicago reporting on the Bears and Eagles in discussions. It seems to be what's been taken on and picked up by the Howie stuff that started initially back with Rob Motti. You do have people in Indy like Holder tweeting this stuff on Carson Wentz slash Colts talks. This is standard operating procedure for GM Chris Ballard, whether in trades or free agency negotiations. Evaluate, set a price threshold, and stick to it. You can view that as a negative or positive, but that's how it works always. So he's not budging. And that's been what I've been saying for a minute now is the one constant in all of this is Flip and Frank Reich. The two guys on the two teams that have truly been named and labeled as in on this stuff with Wentz Mm -hmm. have guys who are in that building. And Frank Reich knows exactly what Chicago is going to do. Like Flip knows exactly what Reich and Indianapolis. And there's no leverage. There well, really isn't. And, and, and you know, to be honest with you guys, I don't necessarily think we have precedent of something like this where a guy and a team split and there really are only two destinations. And those destinations, what makes them destination is because you have two former coaches of this guy. Familiarity with him. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is unique. Um, right. I'm it's waiting crazy. for and I can we can count the days down. What do we got? Like a month till the the new league year, I believe John McMullen tweeted yes. yesterday. So when when is the third the mystery team going to emerge? Remember how there's always a mystery team that's I'll thrown in? Exactly. 
when Chicago trades for somebody else, <laughs> then you'll see the mystery team pop in. Because oh, so Alex, it won't be a third team. It'll be another second team. Colts yes. and mystery team. Yeah. Because the Bears are out of it. And how he needs to leverage. And also, mm. we need to look at this also. The Eagles are not in um, – they're not in trade now mode, like immediately they can wait on this a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they can wait until they have to pay this $10 million. They'll get a sense of urgency right around that time. But at this point, they have no need to be urgent as far as trading. They can wait. They can field more offers. They can, they can sit back and, and, and just bring in as much information as they can to see what type of deal they can get for Carson. And in the same sense, Carson at this point doesn't have to say anything, nor would he say anything that would hurt anything other, you know, that wouldn't hurt any trade that he could have. They don't want him to say anything. Carson shouldn't say anything. He should just do what he's doing right now. He's not leaking anything. He's not saying anything. Right. I bet you he told his camp, you better not say one word. Let this play out because I'm in no hurry. I'm in no rush. All I know is next year I'm going to collect. $33.8 million. Right. Well, it's clear that neither side want want to work together. Right. Otherwise, right. Otherwise, you would have – we've seen this plenty of times where a team has come out and refuted, no, 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 we're not, we're not trying to trade this guy. Or a player has come out and said – Tariq Cohen, who was rumored initially in a Bears deal, came out on Twitter. Yeah, and I don't know where you all are getting this stuff. I just talked to the GM. I'm good. I'm I'm right. here. I I enjoy my David Montgomery put out a cryptic tweet. Did Robinson too the wide receiver? No, I think he I think he wants out. He for, does. Okay. I, I mean I don't know him, but I remember he took all the stuff off of Chicago on his social and some. Other oh, things. okay. All right. But yeah, I mean Barrett, we don't we don't have any of that, right? Like we no. don't have Carson even coming out on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook and saying even a post, not him himself, but like a post saying, I love it here in Philadelphia. I don't know what's going on here. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this thing is going to be interesting if they don't move him because of what's happened in the off season, where normally you have right down to this team in the past coming out, like Howie is quick to refute if somebody gets ahead of him on a story mm -hmm. and we haven't had anything like that at all. I'm well, still looking at Chicago to try to find something to connect. At the end of the day, you know, people are, are, are thinking with their hearts. They're thinking, you know, you have to look at the NFL as a business. You have to look at the NFL as, you know, even though it's a, it's even though it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, a billion dollar business, you know, that, you know, that it's a heartfelt business. You watch the game, your heart's all in it. They run it like a business. Dollars and cents make more sense to them than athletic talent. So that is how things are going to be conducted. You know, fair market value. Yes, our fair market value and way we think is a lot different from people in that front office uh, of the Eagles and also different in front offices in the 31 other teams. They're thinking from a monetary standpoint, how can this commodity make me money? And that's the, the you know, that's what it is that pure and simple. They want to know. I mean, there could be a team like Minnesota. Minnesota has more ties to Carson Wentz than any other NFL team because he he grew up right down the street. I mean, they, they used to yeah. go to games there. You know, all that stuff was yeah, said during the Super Bowl. There. I, you never right. know. That's what I'm saying. You never know. Yeah. Just like it makes a lot of sense for, for, for Deshaun Watson to go to the Panthers because he's, you know, he went to Clemson. Right. It'll bring, you know, fans, you know, it's a closer drive to, to, to Clemson. 
Carolina. What, what would happen if Minnesota would trade Cousins to the Niners? Then it would that's, open it up for yeah. talked about. Yeah. Actually. That's right. brought up. And I'm saying, true. like, what if that's a reality? Then that and could that open up a real spot team. for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. they love Carson there. They love Carson right. in, in Minnesota. Minnesota? Yes. Yeah. And when you can woo, yes, when you can woo a fan too? base. Well, I'm talking about the fan base. If oh. you can woo a fan base, uh, sometimes fan bases influence your decision making as an organization. It does. Hmm. So you like the Vikings are going to trade for Carson Wentz because. No, I'm saying I'm just, I'm just trying to give stuff. scenarios. No, I get it. But we don't even have this level of smoke in Chicago. Right. Where Chicago no has been talked about it. Look, again, it's coming out more in Indianapolis. This is another guy for the athletic. While it's been quiet, Eagles and Colts have continued trade talks for Carson Wentz. Right. One important aspect of this, I'm told. Indy hasn't significantly changed its offer from where it started more than a week ago. For the mm -hmm. most part, Colts aren't budging. So let's look at that. Who else is involved? Like, if you know that the – let's say you're Minnesota or Denver or the or these other teams, this mystery team. If you know that the Colts haven't moved off their rock of two twos or a two and a four, whatever, mm -hmm. not a one. It's not a one. No. And you know that they're not budging. Why are you all of a sudden going to come in and trump that offer? Because you got a month to do it. But I'm saying, give something better? You're going to swoop in and give something higher than what the Colts haven't been budging off? So you're going to be the team that gives a first rounder in after well, three Well, if you really want him, yeah. That would get it done, right? But you yeah, don't the Colts have, have a need. Move. Yeah. The Colts but, have a need right now. Yes. and the But the Colts, it's like... The Colts aren't dropping the value or raising the value. They're just keeping their own value right there. So if you're Denver or Minnesota, to Barrett's point about the Vikings, then you don't need to wait. The, the value right now is set to whatever the Colts are because they're the one or only team or one of two teams going back and forth. So if you wait a month, the value for Carson Wentz is not going to drop because the Colts haven't budged. Right. But so the deadline – produces this you come in at you know six hours before the deadline where they got to pay him the bonus and say all right we'll give you a first and a fifth or a first and a fourth boom you might be able to get the deal done there you do that today they've got 30 days to make more out of that yep it'll just press it up press up his value and they're definitely not going to do that but they have, I, okay. but the eagles aren't in a rush they haven't been able to do that though guys right exactly they haven't been able to do your scenario where Somebody offers something and they turn around and they bump it up. We're talking about one team mm -hmm. that hasn't budged. We don't even get reports about what's going on in Chicago. At least there's stuff coming out in Indianapolis about the Colts not budging, the Colts not budging. They're not budging because they realize there's nobody else. And the Eagles at this point aren't either. You know, so the the only per, the only a month from now. Negotiating for the Eagles will start getting a little tighter because their butts will start getting a little tighter because they have to then decide whether they're going to, you know, what direction you're going to go because or they're going to have to pay this $10 million. So their, you know, their projection will be, all right, we got to get this done. But everybody else's projection, I can't see anybody making a move really until the draft. Right. So when the Eagles, to the draft. So when the Eagles belts tighten and their pants get hotter, and they realize they have to make a deal, their leverage doesn't increase. It drops. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So exactly. my point in all of this is right now, if the Colts 
are not budging off their rock. And we know that it's not a deal that the Eagles want because it's not a deal that they would accept for market value. We also don't have anybody else in any other market reporting anything remotely close to what we get in Indianapolis. Where where all of a sudden is this better deal going to come from from the Eagles standpoint? That's what I'm having trouble understanding because I look at it like if I'm a team right now, I can swoop in and say, hey, Indy's offering you a, a two and a, a third or a two and a four. Mm-hmm. Then I can come in and say, let's get it done right now, a two and a three. So maybe you can get something better on the back end, but I don't know how a team comes in and says, here you go, take my first round pick when nobody, including Indy, is willing to give up a first-round pick now. Unless you're saying a team is going to be so desperate that they step in and say, here's a first-round pick. But even then, they don't have to because the market's been set by Indy, right? Yeah, the market's been set by two and a a two, number two, and I mean, a two and a conditional draft pick that might go into being a two. It might move into being a two. That's the market right now. That's Carson's market. That's what they've been offered, for what we've been heard. Um, they've offered them a, a, a number two draft pick and a compensation pick that may turn into a draft pick. That's that's it. That's the level right there. So if you're another team, you're not going to go in just like you said. You're not going to do it. But the Eagles aren't in any any type of uh, rush to to make this happen. They have a month right. until. So when saying so, so in saying that, that's why it's so hard for me to say Carson's going to get traded. Because this market is not going to get any better. It's just going to go down because Indianapolis has set the mark on which the market. For well, I wonder what their is. fallback plan is, Indianapolis. Like, they who is it? Enough. Who's the guy? I know what's his name, Brichette, whatever his name is. He's, he's not. Yeah, yeah, he's a free he's, agent. So right. they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a guy. No, no. But don't. what are they offering up? Like, what capital are are they giving up in this sense? Because I think that would help. Let's look at the the Colts draft picks that they have, right? So if they have a ton of stock, a a ton of capital, then maybe they get in the Derek Carr. Maybe they get in those type of sweepstakes. I don't know if they can. I don't. Nobody I know can compete with the Jets if the Jets truly wanted to offer up everything from a package. But the Colts right now, I mean, they've got a pretty good package, I guess, of first rounders they could put together. You know, they have all their picks. Are you talking about moving up in the draft? Or are you talking about giving away to get a an established veteran? That, the latter. Yeah. I don't think they have enough capital to move up from where they are in the draft to to get a quarterback. Even at Trey Lance, I think, might be a risk. Unless they're settling on Mac Jones. But I don't think that would be the, the move. So, what do you really have here? The Colts offering up what a normal team would have. They, it's, they, I'm looking at it. They don't have a second two or they don't have, you know, like mm-hmm. three threes coming into this draft or the next draft. They pretty much have all their draft picks one through one seven. per round. Yeah. Over the next yeah. couple of years. So yeah, I think they're pretty much in, in that mid range quarterback. Do you yep. trade for Sam Darnold and not give up much at all as a backup plan? Do you sign Mitchell Trubisky? As a free agent, well, see that there lies the problem because they're they're ready to compete. They're ready to win right the now. division. Yeah, right now, yeah, they're ready to compete in their division. They're ready to make a run at Kansas City. That team, With their could defense. Go deep. Yes, they're you yeah. know they can compete against their defense can compete against that offense. 
That offensive line is one of the best offensive lines in the league, and they're still young right now. They don't have to pay those guys right now. Nelson is the best guard in the league. So, I mean, they, they do have some urgency in knowing who that quarterback's going to be. That's why I, I don't necessarily say that they're going to go in and draft a guy because mm-hmm. they want to win now. And that, you know, that might be the only thing that might, you know, speed up this process. But, you know, at this point, you know, I mean, a team like New England, New England has all seven of their draft picks. They have a bunch of cap value that they have. They have, they're like $50 million under the cap. One of the few teams that are under the cap, $60 million under the cap. I mean, they could, you know, go out and, and, and give an impressive deal also, probably more so than the Jets besides at the quarterback position, you know. Sam Darnold is probably their biggest bargaining piece, and then their seven draft picks. Yeah, but the Jets aren't going to deal with the Patriots. No, no, <laughs> no way. I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm no. talking about dealing with the Eagles oh. or even Houston as far as bringing in a quarterback. You know, okay. and and we're still leaving out Houston and there. Sean Watson in wow. New England would be really interesting. Oh my goodness! Oh. You know, that's Sean Watson anywhere. I mean, yeah. put him in, put him in, 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 like you said, in. In any offense, you know he he's he's a definite you know, a, a major difference maker. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if I'm, the, sorry, Matt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say if if I'm the Jets, I'm going to throw as much as I possibly can at Houston and just get Watson back via picks, and then I'm going to go to Chicago, to Indy, to other places, and say, "Here's Sam Darnold. Give me a third, and try and really maximize." what I can get for Sam Darnold and and bring a pick. It's not going to be the same level, but at least bring a pick back. I would definitely the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, Cleveland I would Browns definitely go thing. with Deshaun Watson over a draft pick at this point. No question. You know, I mean, if I'm the Jets, Jets, you can yeah. give up a ton of picks. Right. Remember, right. Cleveland did yeah. the same thing. Cleveland did the same thing the past five years. Right. So they got to this, you know, these last two years. Now they're starting to reap the benefits of all those picks that they had, you know, as far as trading, maneuvering. I mean, Cleveland, you know, had a, a good season, you know, from mm-hmm. being the worst in the, in, in the in the league. So, I mean, it is it, proven it works. But at this point, nobody really is going to put any pressure on the Colts and one up the Colts when the market, the, the market value for Carson has been set at a number two pick and a conditional right pick. Man, can you imagine if Jamal Adams turns into Deshaun Watson? Jets trade Adams to Seattle for two first round picks and then theoretically could throw four first round picks over the next two years. What a and how sweet is that deal? Seattle. Seattle might not that division is tough. And that division, even when you're bad, you're not bad for long. I don't think anybody's really gonna count San Fran out out. So who knows what happens with those picks? You might get four first round picks on top of maybe something else back for Watson and yep. that would essentially be your own picks in Jamal Adams. Yeah. So Joe Douglas right now is has got the keys to the city. Yep. He's got yep. a major bargaining pick um pick with um with Sam Darnold. He has two first round picks, you know, one for this year and one for next year that he got from um Seattle. That's now, why how I mean stupid was that trade now yeah, for well, Seattle. And, and and that's oh. exactly why Russell Wilson is trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to get out of because of that. Now they can't yeah. protect him. Now they can't bring in any big time offensive line because they have no draft capital to do it. And, and it's crazy because this is—I mean, you talk about a bad trade or a bad slip up. John Schneider out there, that general manager, is not known for making bad moves, no and bad decisions, especially when it comes to money and giving up stuff. And 
this was so far of, of a departure yeah. from his norm. You understand why Russell is telling people, hey, I need more control of the personnel. But they've had a real problem, you know, trying to retool their defense since they lost the, all those secondary right. guys. Right. It's, they've not been the same. No, it's true. You know, it's the GOAT's birthday today, right? Yes, it is. Now, is he the real GOAT? The 58-year-old Michael Jordan you're talking about? Oh, I mean, 610. Is it, is it uh, Michael Jordan <laughs> or is it Tom Brady? At this point, you have to say Brady's the best um, organized, I mean, sports with, you know, the player that, you know, you ever got played seven. a game. Mike's got six. Right. And a yeah, national I mean, championship. And, you know, and, and football is the ultimate team sport because you got to deal with 11 individuals on the, on, the, on the field and you have to orchestrate a game and win a game with that. I mean, they said, it looks like they said, um, Tom Brady has played in what? 10? 10, 10, 10 Super Bowls. 10 Super Bowls. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's 10 game sevens, you know, mm -hmm. that he's played in. Wow. That's hard, man. I mean, you got to, you, you, if you really think about it, he has, Tom Trick has to be one of the, has to be the best player to ever play a sport, a team sport. Yeah. The best. It's, it's even, so even hard. better than, than, uh, See, I, I Wayne Gretzky. Know. Yeah. What's, what's the criteria, right? Post retirement, Jordan has had a pretty, I mean, a pretty nice life. Oh no question, he's a billionaire. You think about it. Now I know he hasn't done well with his sports teams, uh, but he play. He owns his own golf course. He's you know, dude, the guy. He just, owns his own team. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, and they, well, they you own done your own well, team. Though. Yeah, yeah, but still though, he he, owns his own you race, own your own race car team. Yeah. Uh, team. Yeah, owns his own sneaker. Well, yeah, that's the the sneaker. Yeah. The sneaker. <laughs> well, that's something I think that is definitive. Like who right now can touch people can touch Jordan and you laid out with Brady's resume, Wayne Gretzky. We know there are others clearly from a team standpoint, but from a logo standpoint, the jump man. Yeah. That's I, I, is there anybody in 20 years that we're going to look back and say that lo their logo is more iconic. I mean, you know, you, you want to look at what might be close. And, Ari, you can speak to this, I think, the best of the three of us. But in the golf world, is is the TW logo there? I, no, you know I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, that, that, that jump man symbol is, I mean, it's just iconic. iconic. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, Woods is his is initials. Big deal. You know, <laughs> like, seriously. So, look. Uh, People didn't even buy right. that hat. Right. Fair. Look, look, men is you right. Look, you look at it, if you look in the comments, yeah. I mean, catch 23, it's a yacht that he goes to take sport fishing, right? You know, what I'm saying that see, that's a true fisherman right there. His yacht, he owns his right. yacht, it's like a hundred foot yacht that he goes sport fishing, goes marlin fishing, mm -hmm. and wins million dollar tournaments on his yacht, right? And smokes big Churchill cigars <laughs> right. by the dozen during the well, day and drinking okay. freaking brown right. and tequila right. and whatever it is, right? It, it's like somebody, uh. When you were when you played golf and you no you didn't see anybody wearing those Tiger Woods hats and why do you think that is Nike I, I feel like has isn't it a Nike I never brand? saw anybody wear them I never no? played with anybody that wore one you know why it's like oh you're wearing a Tiger Woods hat well you got that kind of game <laughs> you know it's not like wearing a pair of Michael Jordan Air Jordan sneakers and going out and shooting hoop wearing that hat to a golf course people like look at you like wow 
Oh, you got your TW gear on today, bro. Where, yeah, where's yeah, your red yeah. shirt? I you feeling good about it. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize it was like that. But to be fair, you show up to any court with a new pair of Jordans on, people are going to expect you to do something. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't just stay in the corner and wait for the ball to come your way like Kyle Korver. To hoist a three from the corner. <laughs> exactly. Right, right. And if so, you better hit that three. That's all I'm saying. You right. You know, knock but- that sucker down. Well, what did Gretzky have that um that you know that you know as far as a logo or anything like he didn't really have any, anything. He, he just had he just had the best nickname. He just had the best nickname ever. Right. You know, that, that, that's you know that's probably his the best nickname ever. But yeah, Jordan but- had number twenty three. It could be number twenty three on the football field. If you have number twenty three, you, you're thinking you're a special player. Right. You know it's what I'm an saying? homage Jordan, to right. Jordan, yeah. right? Yeah. But, yeah. but that's yeah. the thing. Like just looking at clothing and a brand even if it's sneakers or a hat or or anything or glasses accessories or watch anything like that nobody has come anywhere close what would be the second most famous brand by an athlete outside of the jump man and look you want to bring in tiger and we i right away broke the rules and brought in an individual athlete not a team athlete so i don't know serena uh, Serena, does she have logos? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't so. think so. No, I, I mean, mean, he had Kobe really? with his. I mean, you, the answer, I mean, I mean, he was I iconic in it. He changed, he changed how people looked on the basketball, court. yeah. You know, what I'm saying as far as the, 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 the arm sleeve and braids and mm-hmm. tattoos, he was iconic in that fashion because he changed the whole genre of, of how you dress on the basketball court. If you look at the baggy clothes, you know who started that? That's trend? Michigan, University yeah. of Michigan. Yeah, Michigan. Yeah. Um, they started that. Uh, yeah. What a what other team? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, looking I'm, at you, it's something that you can't really sell, though. That right? I mean, mm-hmm. did Iverson's kicks sell like that? They were at Reeboks, point, weren't they? Reebok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The answers. I mean, at one point, he was absolutely right there as as one of the most popular shoes out there by, I would say, a pretty good margin. Yeah, I wonder what Jerry West got for the logo. I mean, the right. NBA logo is him. Right, right. Does did he get anything from that? He probably got uh, back in the day. He probably got one of these checks, these royalty checks. That's like here you go. He's probably still getting it. He's probably yeah. still getting. It. I would hope so. Yeah, but it's probably not much, right? You think so? Probably not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How much do you think he gets paid? You think it's a lot, Barrett? I think so. I, I think that they would they renegotiate and, and and give him a lot more than than uh they they originally signed him for. Okay, I really do think that. Does Jerry West get royalties for being the NBA logo? Are you asking Mister Predicto? No, I oh. should, but I I actually asked Mister Google. Oh, okay. The short answer is no. Uh huh. Wow. Also, the long answer because the NBA won't admit that it's Jerry West on the logo. But it is. It is. Yeah. Right. I knew a long time ago, West told Grantland about his image being used in the design. Quote, the NBA would always say it's an urban myth. Yeah, bull. It's, <laughs> Zeke, it's Zeke from Cabin Creek. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> That's him, man. What about, um, what about Shaq? No record of it. Shaq was pretty iconic in what he had. Yeah, but those uh, shoes, you know, man, those shoes were ass that they he had. Sucked. <laughs> those above they the rim sucked. shoes. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Was that the, the brand? Yeah, yeah about the rim. Yep. Absolutely. Oh. Now I can't fault Marbury because while those shoes were not necessarily aesthetically cool, he created these twenty dollars kicks 
for a lot of people who couldn't afford. And Shaq did it, too. And I shouldn't rip Shaq because he made sure that his shoes were in Walmart at a cheaper price for a lot of people to buy, especially because that was during the height of showing up in violence and people acting stupid. And right, stupid right, and right, 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 right. Kids yeah. getting beat up in school. Crazy. In school, yeah. So yeah. Marbury and Shaq both did that and, and created. But those Shaq. Marbury shoes at least were, were okay. You know, the Starburys. Yeah. yeah but, I thought they were like 15 bucks. Exactly. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they were for. $120. Those, yeah. Those Shaq shoes were so ass. <laughs> I, I feel so bad ripping them because they were basically for a lot of people who couldn't afford the $100 shoes and all. But damn, those shoes were ugly. They weren't <laughs> as bad as Carl Malone's shoes by any means. Uh, no, they weren't as bad as the 3B shoes. That that right there, man. Oh, my goodness. What? Did you have Did you have a triple baller kit? Did you cut No, the, the, the ballers. Oh, you know, big baller brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah big baller uh, brand. Yeah, we those are the worst. And they're like, what, 500 bucks? Yeah, we haven't heard much out of the the balls lately. Well, I don't, yeah, here's the thing: his son's gonna win rookie of the year. He's been balling by a too. landslide. Yeah. yeah, he's been balling. He's been I mean, playing. It's amazing. Yeah, and we really haven't. What what happened to Levar Ball? His son well, is doing what his older son should have done, and right. we've heard significantly less from him. Well, he's yeah. playing for Michael Jordan's team. Maybe Jordan put the put the kibosh on the old man. <laughs> Think so? Right? Maybe. You think they played a one-on-one -on -one game behind closed doors and said, "All right, if I win, and MJ say a damn thing." <laughs> First of fifteen, it was fifteen. And look, and he played, he played football. It didn't even make the squad, but he could beat Jordan in basketball. Right, Come, right. On, man. Come on, man, give me a break. That guy quickly became a clown. He was yeah, entertaining he for a short period of time, and then he became right. a total clown. It's amazing, isn't it? How that works. Yes, you know I can't I can't think of anybody at this point right now that could um that could beat a uh, Jordan as far as you know being at the the logo and, selling no yeah just just think of it like that now we also have news about an individual planning on moving away from his sport into the broadcast booth and this is a big one because I don't know how it would conflict with him playing in anything major anymore because it looks like he would be in the booth. But Mickelson is reportedly in, quote, exploratory talks with networks mm -hmm. about a broadcasting job. Yeah, he'd Get be great. Me. You know, Barrett, you work for years. You hold cables. You cut film. He'd be great. You know, you ride in the van. And then these guys, they do a pop in, and then they get offered these million dollar gigs. It's, right, you know it's what I'm like saying? Radio. Yeah, Bro, it's just like Drew Brees. Drew Brees gonna leave, he's gonna step right off the football field and make like fifty million a year, and then go turn around yeah. around and make another twenty million on the on, on the TV. And, and where am I at? Right, I'm right here in the middle, right. grinding, Not grinding every middle. day. <laughs> Mickelson will be great if oh, he ever yeah. does it. Yeah, I think Drew Brees will be all right. Also, do you? Yeah, I do. I think Drew Brees will be all right. What, what's, uh, what's Brees' capacity? They have him in the studio, right? I thought um, he's gonna, is Brees going to actually be doing games? I thought he was going to be doing games eventually. That's what I thought NBC. he was going to do games, yeah. yeah. Now, what a, uh, so here's the thing. I don't want Mickelson in studio. No. I want Mickelson, because I agree with you, Harry, where Mickelson is a quick dude, mm -hmm. and like Mickelson, Tiger – Bring these guys who are so smart but also understand how to talk about the game. I, I need them right there, reacting yeah, right, to a ball, right. where the lie is, stuff right. like that. Is Drew Brees that type of analyst? And I know Tony Romo seems to be hit or miss for people, 
But there are some really good analysts out there who are able to just explain what's happening on the fly. Uh, is Breeze that guy or is Breeze the studio guy that you go to in the role of mm. analysis and he's the quarterback next to Bart Scott or whoever the hell else is on? Like that's I don't know. And I'm not here to argue no. with this thing in my head. I feel like Breeze is one of these guys you go to kind well, of at the end of the role. Here's the thing, though. If he does go and do the games in the booth, you know, as the analyst, he's going to be compared immediately to what Romo has done. And if he's not Romo, in other words, where he's calling out plays, you know, periodically, oh, this is they're in this set, they're going to throw to, you know, to the X receiver or whatever it is. If he doesn't do that, he's going to, well, he's not as good as Romo. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's a hard, that's a hard, hard, hard thing to deal with, man. Because I mean, Romo came out from day one. He did that one game, uh, you know, his first game, and from that point on, you know, he's been spot on on his analysis and everything. Yep. You know, yeah. um, it's gonna be. T- I think Breeze, because you know, he gets along with people. I think and he's gonna know how to really interact and put things in layman's terms. You know, and that's the biggest thing when you can put things in layman's terms. You don't talk above what people can do. <laughs> the pineapple, I like pineapple king. I like that. Marie, Marie DeBooth checking in. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. The, the infuser. I'm, yeah, the I'm infuser. trying to stay away from, look, I'm trying to stay away from it, but look, it keeps calling me. It keeps calling me, man. And why why is Joey B saying the kitchen floor guy? Are you working on a new floor? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm, the I'm, tile. I'm chipping up. Yeah, I'm chipping oh, up the, the tile. tile. That's right. Yeah, chipping this up the tile. This is amazing. Like you have your own wrestling intro now, just like with the well, bad bunny now, of the, disaster, the, the tyrant, and uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, the floor guy, no. the pineapple king, the infuser. The, I like the infuser for wrestling, really. The infuser, yeah, yeah. Now, you know, maybe you can steal the 24 7 belt away from bad bunny. I saw that. I you saw see that. that? Well, what is that? Wait a second. I sent you a picture of Bad Bunny winning the belt. You're telling me I saw me the that whole thing. I saw Bad the whole Bunny video. Bad Bunny win the belt? Yeah, he did. He won the belt. He won wow. the belt. He's the 24-7 champ just in time, ironically. Big week for Bad Bunny. He's going to be the musical guest this week on Saturday Night Live. Isn't that funny how that works out? Right, oh, right, right. you're telling me that there might be a coincidence? You think? Wait a second. This is a <laughs> big guy. week for our boy Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny came out and won the belt. Yeah. Now I'm curious, what exactly is this thing on NBC? Damian Priest was a, is a wrestler, and apparently they're he's buddies with Bad Bunny. Had him on the show on the you know the Monday Night Raw, back you know in the bowels of the arena, and they're doing an interview. And next, all of a sudden, next to where they were doing the interview, uh, this guy uh, is it Akira Akira Tozawa got uh, pinned another guy who I couldn't I couldn't see who it was to win the belt. He takes the 24/7 belt. He backs up and knocks and backs up into Damian Priest. Damian Priest takes his head and slams it into a big cabinet, knocks him out, and Bad Bunny got on and pinned him for 1 2 3, took the belt. Why? Wow. Is there <laughs> any audio of this? We need Oh audio. yeah, we can find it. Absolutely. <laughs> who I listened it? to it today. Who called it? Uh, I don't know. They didn't have a ring announcer on it. I think it was just let me let me check. Let me check. Uh, let me check. Would you yes. guys say that? Uh, would you guys say that the, the Rock is more one of the biggest icons right oh, now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's like the the number one. Um, he's a cash movie machine. Maker. Yeah, yeah. A number one movie maker right now. 
Yeah. He can ask whatever he wants. Him and him and Kevin Hart. Yeah, and I don't I'll get the Kevin Hart thing. I, I love The Rock. Kevin Hart, <laughs> like, when is his window going to close? I think it is. You think so? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, commercials, man. Oh, you God. start making more commercials than anything else. That's, that's right. what I do. Right, yeah. That's what I, yeah, that's <laughs> what I do, huh? Yeah, I found, uh, Why are you yelling? That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. I was picturing Barrett yelling at his, his Chinese neighbors that way. <laughs> that's what I do. Why are you always out here working on car? Because that's what I do. Right, right, right. I know they're flipping me off, too. Oh, they can't stand me. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, oh, you know what? You know why they really can't stand me? Oh, man. I, I, I shouldn't say this, man. Well, it's been 10 years. So, you know, it's, it's, it's past that they can statue? bring back to court. Yeah, it's past the statute. statute Seven years of statute. Yeah. But 10 years ago, I, I had this pit bull. And, um, I'm working on my car and sit, he sit he sit right she sit right there next to me while I'm working on the car, and uh, they were walking down the street and all of a sudden she just ran Coco ran Pew, ran straight towards her and the lady jumps down and sits on the ground ball up in a knot oh 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 and I'm like the dog just sitting there looking at her I said Coco get over here she ran back over here the lady starts screaming I'm just gonna sue you I'm gonna sue you oh, I'm like man. oh man my dog didn't touch her though but she crawled up in the ball I was like oh man that's messed up mm. wow. Yeah, here you got it, Aton. That's it. Is this it? Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's Tazawa. Look at Bad Bunny. I know. Dale, we need that audio. There it is. We need that audio. I know. Bad Bunny is the champion. Bad is the 21st champion. The champion. There it is. There he is. I hate to do it to you, Bad Bunny. I was listening to some Bad Bunny today featuring Drake. Were you really? Yeah. Not a bad Just song. On, on the way in, on the drive-in. Not on the drive-in. Yeah, right. Right. You know, he's got 32 million YouTube followers. No. Bad Bunny. Okay. Uh-huh. You know? So yeah. he's a he's a DJ or, or a rapper? What is he? He's a rapper, you know, yeah, producer. It's, yeah, but rapper is such a broad term right now. Like right, right. Like Shaq know, is a real DJ. Shaq gets it going. He packs Shaq. stadiums. Yeah, Shaq as a party? DJ. Yeah, have you seen one before? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about lit. Yeah. Lit. I know it's just hilarious that Shaq, like he he is like he's an old school hip hop head mm -hmm. and. He's like one of the last ones out there, man, in right. big entertainment that everybody else has made this crossover into newer. And it's fine. It's, it's a it's a different genre. It's just it's completely different. Like the sound that's coming out of a Drake song is completely different 
than a rap music song that we know in the, the mid nineties, for yeah. example. It, it's just it's a completely different honestly, it's it's near a completely different genre of music, if you really no want question. to be honest. Yeah, right? yeah. Like everything is audio tuned now. You know, nobody really sings sings on songs. Like Chris Brown, all those guys are audio tuned. Like auto tune, yeah. Yeah. We could yeah. get Harry on an auto tune, I think. Yeah, right. Seriously. Like, Kalaita we- is another song I was listening to. Kalaita. Is that by Drake and Bad Bunny? No, it's just him. Just Bad Bunny. Yeah. Now, what mm. would you Lincoln like? What would you say this would be up to? Link up to? What do you mean, what link you up say? to? I mean, like, he's what? it's he's Puerto Rican, so he's it's all done in Spanish. Like, I mean, all the I, words are Spanish. Let me so look this up. English. Man. No, it sounds good though. He's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Who? I gave who it a chance it, today. It sounds like. Well, I, see, I don't know. I'm not a good person to ask for that because I don't, you know, I'm not well read in the whole thing. So, what 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 uh, song should I listen to? Well, the one that has Drake in it is pretty good. It's called Mia M I A. M I A. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, not bad. The video is pretty good too. Okay. Yeah. He, he's from uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah, I think so. I think he's, right. I think he's from Puerto Rico. Now he he can't be the best Puerto Rican rapper of all time. Well, I don't know. Right? Who is, who is is it is Pitbull from Puerto Rico or is is he Cuban? I can't I remember. Pitbull was Cuban. For me, it would be Thurston Howell the Third. Thurston Howell the Third. <laughs> yes. I thought he was in uh, Gilligan's Island. No. He's he's the founder of Low Life. Oh really? Yes. And <laughs> yes, Thurston Howell the Third. Come on, stop, man, stop. stop Are you man. serious? Wait I don't know who this is. Now. Are you serious? <laughs> are, you, are you serious? Okay, I'm going to get you one of his songs, all right? And you tell me if you don't think this guy is This got- is Thurston Howell the 3rd. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pull it up for you in a second. I you know, give me uh give me a couple of seconds here. Good news is that we don't have any radio breaks or anything like right. that. Right. I like yeah, this I mean, actually. I'm I'm gonna bring you a, a couple of Thurstons. All right, you bring me Bad Bunny. I'll I'll respond. All right, I'll raise you. Okay, a Puerto Rican rapper. A strong arm with lyrics. Watch how I prove myself. With a shadow boxing or full contact, I maneuver well. About to have that block. We're about to do a cell. housing unit refusing the mail. Nervous. Chain smoking. No, man. Come on, man. I'm done with that, man. Lyrical sport express. Attendance. The mind of Minota with special effect lenses. Parade of all-stars. Give me a break, bro. Give me a break. <laughs> Pitbull is actually from Miami, apparently. He's American. But he is Cuban nationality, like, but he's yeah. born in Miami. Barrett's not digging this. No, I'm not. Hey, man, you wouldn't catch him half stepping even if he lost both feet, all right? So, that's all you got to know. All right. That's all you got to know. Here's another one with, with Eminem. Ah, oh, jeez. You know, this whole thing. Yeah, Pitbull is not Puerto Rican. We can't call him that. No, we, I said he was Cuban, but he, and he is Cuban descent, but he was born in America. Got it. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. Thurston. Oh, he spells it T-H-I-R-S-T-I-N. Yes. <laughs> Skilligan's Island. Oh. Is the name of <laughs> 
harder than forming landing both gloves to a low blow with no cup leave you speechless like when the rest of development broke up carry a crowbar for egos that won't oh, now he's off now he's gone yeah he but knocked him off thurston <laughs> how the third knocked him off skilligan's <laughs> island oh it's classic only uh, here, man. I Only never here. heard that before. Me neither. Yeah, and not I, that I, that's a I, shock and to I'm, anybody. Yeah, and I'm mad that I did. I'm mad that I did. No, sir. He said, I'll leave you speechless like when Arrested Development broke up. Come on, Barrett. <laughs> Come on, Barrett. <laughs> oh, my. Come on, man. Uh, wow. Let's bring, let's bring it back. Bring it back. Well, we've been, yeah, we've been talking for an hour. We should play some spots here. Yes. Right? <laughs> All right, let's do that. We'll be back in a couple. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. What we feel makes our firm different from others is the fact that we um, take our lifelong uh, personal approach and experience uh, and apply that in dealing with any client. We don't view a client as a number or another case. We view them as a human being and a person, a person who faces challenges that they never anticipated or they wouldn't be here, they wouldn't seek us out for help. And we put that personal approach um, to the forefront. To make sure Yeah, y'all, y'all know that was the worst. That was the worst. What's the deal? Yeah, we probably need a little Mr. Predicto right now. Attention gun owners in the Philadelphia region. Sign up now with our NRA instructor, Bob Dooley, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Hit that over. Yesterday, I took Temple in the first half, plus two and a half. And as it was painfully obvious about 10 minutes into that game that nobody was scored any points when it was down to 123 and a half the total yeah well i didn't know they were i knew damian dunn got hurt in the previous game but i didn't know he was missing that game i was surprised that line was so short without him yeah because he's like their leading scorer right and he gets the free throw line 10 times a game was he a late scratch uh, I don't know about a late scratch. I know he left the game, the previous game, early with a he banged up his knee, but I didn't know he was going to extend into this game. I'm surprised that that line was what three and a half, four. It, yeah, it went to three and a half. Did it close at three and a half? 
I'm not sure where it closed, but I know it was at three and a half at one point yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I wish I had known that because on, on the iHeart show, me and the producer, Kyle, we always take a play in the first mm-hmm. in the seven o'clock hour so we can watch it and play and react to it. So he took the money line. I took the points temple in the first half. And there was a lot of I mean, there was so much money on Tulsa. There was uh, all these signals on Tulsa, but the sharps were on temple. So mm-hmm. we figured, all right, well, we'll take them in the first half. That that would be the contrarian play. And then you realize that they're down their top score. And it's yeah. Like, and they, they struggle to score, you know, anyway. I mean, they have two seniors on that team that, that play a lot of minutes. Right. And they're the worst two players on the team. The yeah. seniors. They're the guys. I'm sorry. I'm serious. You don't, wa- you don't want them to have the ball. How is that okay? the case? I, I Beats me, but I mean they've got a bunch of freshmen, and I think they're going to be good in another year or two. I think two years from now they're going to be really good, right? When they add the point guard next year from from Newman Garetti, but they're like the seniors are the guys that screw up the game. That's insane. Yeah, just just to see that alone. Uh, you have any? Uh, you looking at anything tonight? No, because but we're having Parles on today, right? Oh yeah, we are having Jeff. Yeah. On. So we'll end the show with Jeff. I yeah. got to look here. That's a good call. I forgot about that. Not the that the Sixers play that. tonight, right? We don't have breaks. Are you ready for that? The Sixers, they play. Yeah, they play Houston. Yeah, eleven That's and a right. half points. I saw ten and a half now. Ten and a half across the board, pretty much. You like that? Mm. Is Embiid playing? I don't was, think so. Um, about Boston last night. Now they're on a back-to-back against Atlanta. Yeah, they're getting four. Or pardon me, laying. Four. No, they're laying. They're laying three, three and a half now. Man, Sixers tonight. You'd like to think that they would crush them, right? Coming off the road trip, like everything yeah. screams that even if Embiid is out. Although. He missed. He misses games in, on the road in order to come back and play at home. So, if he is healthy, this would be the game in which he comes back. Wow. Right. The Knicks are favored on the road at Orlando, and Utah favored at the Clippers. Utah has been a cover machine. They're favored yeah. on the road. Yeah. I. I mean, that's that's an outright victory. So. Here's the thing about the Sixers, though. They, like Houston is a bad basketball team. Yeah, they're, they're getting not good. Being close just because Embiid is out. Well, I don't no. know if he's out. Uh, even, no, even, yeah, even if he even if he is out, right. I, I still think you know. Yeah, right. You know the, the mere fact that um, I mean, I, I, we don't expect the same performance out of um, even half of what they what he did against you know this last game. Yeah, Simmons, I mean, I, come on, I you don't want forty from him. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, if, if he's more aggressive, I mean, all they, all they need is one more player, one more guy to shoot. Man, I, I think they can win this game easily, cover easily. Well, that's that's the thing, right? They need is one more gonna, guy, though. Are they going to blow this team out at home? Yes, they've lost three in a row. This 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 has everything to do mm. with this being a blowout. I agree, which is why, gentlemen, 
I would look long and hard at the Rockets. first quarter. Yes. And if they lose that, then take them in the second quarter. And that's how you make your money back. But mm -hmm. I think that's a huge, that's, that's what I look at, right? Just knowing that Philly's going to win this game, 10 and a half is still a big number. I get it. But where would the contrarian play be, right? Where would books make something off of people who took the Sixers at 10 and a half panicking now? And, oh, my goodness, Houston's up by four or five points and then jumping in and taking Houston because, you know, I can still get Houston plus three. So let me bet that. And then meanwhile, you lose both. You lose the <laughs> 10 and a half that you bet initially and you lose Houston plus three and a half because the Sixers initially win by eight. So I'm looking at where would that, that like what would have to happen in order for the books to sucker people in like that? Well, the, the Rockets would have to win one of the early quarters. Hmm. So if Houston wins the first quarter, for example, then you're going to see a lot of people who are going to panic off of that Sixers bet they placed before the game say, well, I can at least still get Houston with points right now. It's and jump in on the Rockets. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and then you watch. An eight-point victory tonight. Uh-oh. Kansas State hosting Kansas tonight. Look, I oh, purposely have not 13. brought this team up because I've got burned oh. on both cheeks of my ass betting against Kansas State. They've covered their last two at least, mm. and it has been gut-wrenching. Watching Kansas State cover a basketball team. Okay, so what he wants me to do, he wants me to either fade him or go with him, and he's going to do contrary to what I ask him. No, I'm not. I'm not touching him. They've oh, ruined not? college <laughs> basketball for me. Yeah, thank you. All right, you're You've out. Ruined your alma mater has ruined college basketball for me. <laughs> Much like mine is ruining is it, it for me. <laughs> is it home? Is it home? Uh, yeah. Is at home too? Hmm. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it's at Kansas State. And it's a rivalry game, too, you know, no matter what. No, I'm not going to say that because they, they just still suck. Uh, that is tough, man. That's tough. Playing at Bramlage. Hmm. I, I got to be honest. I mean, what, what I don't understand is – how like I can't tell. I honestly I can't. I've watched them two straight games. Shame on you, Barrett, for having me even watch this basketball team <laughs> two straight times. And I can't tell if they are playing up or if their competition is playing down. I, I I can't tell the difference, and I don't know what it is. Therefore, I can't even bet it. What's that line? The line's like 13, 13, 13 and a half. Yeah. 12 and a half, I see here, but that's Win Winnipeg and the, and the Oilers tonight. Didn't the Oilers win yesterday? Oilers, was that one of his plays? Yeah, I forget what he said yesterday. I don't Jason even remember. gave us the Sabres and Caps. <clears throat> Buffalo lost. Washington won. I gave you the Raptors and Nets. Both of those hit. Lakers on the money line. That, that took forever. Lakers game last night. That was a rough game to watch. But I was <laughs> interested in just seeing how they would play without Davis against a really bad basketball team, one that they've blown out. Yeah. I'm looking now, to see. The Oilers beat the peg on one Monday night, 6-5. to five. Okay. Yeah, Barrett, you, nice call. I'm trying to see if anybody is 
put a ton of money on Kansas State. What signals we have for this Kansas-Kansas State game. What's the name of this rivalry again? I don't, I don't is know. It the brawl what is, it, is it the Sunflower State rivalry? <laughs> Kansas is the Sunflower <laughs> State. I remember that from uh, elementary school. <laughs> the Sunflower State. How, yes. how tough is that, man? Right. I the like sunflowers. State. I think they're they're cool looking. Man, I still, I, I, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. You know, I, I got up and worked out this morning, and then we went to breakfast, man. And and I'm sitting there talking to him about, you know, Kansas State and how I got to Kansas State because I, I mean, I could have went anywhere um, in the country, man. I mean, I, could, I got offers from Penn State, Miami, USC. Damn, Bill Snyder. Yeah, him and the fact that um, him and the fact that uh, they let me play basketball for one year. Mm-hmm. After that, you know, it was like, no, nah, you can't do it anymore. Adversely, because I just suck. You know, I just a six foot five. Uh, I was a power forward. It just wasn't happening. It just right. wasn't happening. Well, you were ahead of, of Tractor Trailer. That's why. If, if Trailer came before you, then right. it would have opened <laughs> up the door for an individual like yourself. Dude, I played. I was on the court with Big Country, man. Big Country. I came up to like Bryant his, Reeves. Yeah, yes. I, I came up to like the, the the center of his chest, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oklahoma Middle State, player. right? Yep, Oklahoma yeah. State. Yep, yep. Um, I, Paul Pierce, he lit us up, man. He lit us up for like 42, bro. <laughs> he was on him and Jock Vaughn killed mm. us. Oh, yeah, right. That's Jock that's Vaughn. Like, that squad. They had a squad, didn't yeah. they? Had, did that year win it, right? Didn't Jock? I think they won it? it. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. They had a squad. They had this, um, Lafur Le, or something like that. They were good, bro. They were really good. Mm. Were you the only guy who played basketball from the football team? Um, it was a guy that went with reverse. He played the basketball team, but then he went to the football team. His name was Billy Ray Smith, father of Zaire Smith. No. <laughs> yes. Is that right? Former yes. sixer? Yes. Zaire Smith. Yes. I didn't his know father, that. His father's name, Billy Ray Smith. Yep. Billy Ray is my guy. It was, it was funny, man, because uh, we be, we was is spring. Ray the middle name or is Billy Ray part of the first name? I think it's part of the first name, Billy okay, Ray. I, I think never, it's Billy. I that. Billy slash. I think it's Billy hyphen or slash, whatever. Slash. It is. Okay. Right. Just curious. But, but uh, it was crazy, man, because you know I we go to basketball practice in the morning. This is during spring football. I had to do the running and everything with um, football also. But we go in the morning time, and me and him be practicing. He'd be dunking all on me and everything else. But then we go to football practice, and I'd be whooping his ass on one-on-ones and, and middle drill and all that, man. What position did you play in football? He played defensive end. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. There so, you, you know, it was like it was, it was it was tip for tat. He'd get me in the morning, and I'd get him at night. Right. Killing him. Okay. Killing him. Uh, just curious. Billy Ray Smith. Just curious how that plays out here. You know, did we you do- know – did yeah. you know there was a show, Barrett, called Finding Big Country back in 2018? No, I didn't. Yeah. Is this, yeah like, show. Uh, is this the prequel to Honey Boo Boo? <laughs> <laughs> Only you would bring something like a. Was that oh. the worst show ever, man? Oh, my God. I don't know. We might have found the worst show ever. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? What's going to uh, be our new show? We need a new show now that your honor's off. What's a, what's a great show now? Well, my, my new show doesn't start until middle of April. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, just gonna fix, uh, finish up the the shield. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Wait, can you tell us about finding big country, please? Um, a 43 minute documentary 
on uh, big country reefs after his NBA career. Did he ever think? Oh, you know, in high school, I also played against Sean Bradley. Oh, yeah. He was at what, BYU? Um, yeah, we were in was, high school. We were in okay. high school at the time. And, oh, okay. Um, he he had um he was he, he had never been held down to twenty points. I was the first person, the only person in high school to hold him under twenty points. Mm-hmm. He um now I came up to his navel. That's how tall he was. I came up to his navel. Yeah, jeez. Big Country Reeves is a cattle farmer. Is now, that what he does? Yeah, yeah. And that's what the show is about. Him on a ranch. I think so. Yeah, he was never a fan of the spotlight. Apparently, he went back to Oklahoma, and is a cattle farmer and a family man. Well, he played wow. in Vancouver, so right before they became Memphis, right? Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Is that is that compelling to people? And I ask that knowing that there are awful television shows on right now. Yeah. Where it's gotten to the point where I don't even know. So this is the evolution of reality television. I don't know if you know this. But this has now become the evolution of reality television where years ago, like four or five years ago, we, the three of us, would sit down on the couch next to our significant other, whoever that may be, and ask, what the hell is this? Or who is this? Mm -hmm. And we would get a detailed explanation of, well, they're famous because their parents invented a cream that removes a wrinkle and now they're billionaires and they have their own show. So now... When you sit down with the person who watches these shows, the new version of it is they're just there. People that watch the shows don't even know why they're famous. They're just there. Hmm. They just have money and they've created a production unit and they've started their own reality show and Bravo picks it up. And right. now all of a sudden, they're, it's not even like family members of rich people. Right. It's just they happen to be rich and created their own reality. Who? Yeah. And the people that are watching this can't even explain it to you. Anymore. I do find the "where are they now" kind of thing interesting. Well, you know, I want to do. I want. I want them to do one on Bobby Hoying because Bobby really? Hoying, yeah, he's just, he's a big um, real estate tycoon now. He's, he's a, a real tycoon. Estate, yeah, real estate guy. Really? He, yeah, he's 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 huge. I mean, we're talking about a guy that turned down a twenty million dollar contract, twenty million over five years, four years, twenty million over four years. He turned it down because he wanted. Uh, the same money that uh, you know, the quarterback that left um Jacksonville went to the Buffalo Bills. Brunel? No, the other one. The, oh, um, oh Johnson, the surfer. Yeah, Rob, yeah, Johnson. Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson from yeah. USC. He got twenty five over four years. So he turned it down. Went into that next season, and we went three and thirteen. Wow. And he never recovered from. It. But now you know he's like a big real estate mogul now. You know, making. Yep. Big, yeah, big I money. find that stuff interesting. I I, I do think. That's something that I, I would watch a lot of that stuff. Whether oh, yeah. it's an athlete or find it now. Isn't I don't know. Over? I don't it know. I guess YouTube is done, isn't it? I think there's a lot of stuff on, like that on YouTube. Uh, but the Penguin AZ throws this up on the stream. And you sent this yesterday too. Uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck drinking yeah, in the booth, yeah. right? He says, will they lose their jobs over vodka shots? Hell no. 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 Number one. <laughs> Hell no. And number two, it wasn't vodka. I found out exactly what the drink was from the guy who used to go get them and make them. Who's that? Is a buddy of mine who okay. works with Joe Buck. He must be a spotter, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the drink of choice was called a treehouse. Now, I never heard of this drink. Me neither. 
It is tequila, yeah. Grand Marnier, grapefruit juice with a splash of lime. That's what they were drinking. That's Grand a unique Marnier combination there. Yeah. Apps GM is disgusting. I like it in margaritas. Ugh. People used to shoot that when I lived in D.C. Oh, that, well, that's insane. Yeah, and, and it <laughs> yeah. made me want to vomit. Yeah, but the Treehouse drink, it was actually, I said, whose request was it? Like, whose drink was this? And he said it was Troy's drink, but Joe actually started the concept of drinking in the booth. And apparently what he'd do is he'd have him go get beers first, like the biggest beer. The biggest beer if they had like a 30-ounce beer that they'd right. sell at this stadium, he'd have him go get a couple of them. How well, about it depends, that? On, it depends on how the game is going that you do that. Yeah. It depends on how the game is going. Like, yeah, got started during baseball playoffs. Right. Mm -hmm. Go get the biggest beer that the stadium sold. Right. And today is the first day of pitchers and catchers. Aton wanted to talk can you baseball believe that? today. Yeah, he wanted to get that? a baseball guest on today. Yeah, and you know, I, I, it was crickets on the text conversation back, and I get, you know, Barrett and I were kind of quiet on this, I guess. And Aton took, he's like, well, okay, guess, guess not. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll just look. Yeah. What, like, what are we gonna say? You already gave us, you already gave us the odds of, uh, of, um. You know, MVP candidates on our team. Uh, would you say um, who was it? Who were the MVP candidates? The probable for what numbers baseball? for baseball? Yes. Oh, I, I haven't looked at a thing on baseball. Yeah, yeah but you I gave us you, you gave us the um, the three. You gave you us three. You're talking them. about me. I, I'm not. I'm looking through my text right now. No, I'm, we talked about it. The odds, odds on favorites. You said our catcher. Well, he ain't he's, the last, he's the last. He's the last one for MVP odds. Let me see. I'll pull it up. Oh, Let he was even listed? Yeah. Really? Listen, Real Muto is listed? Real Muto? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. I promise. Yeah, we're going to get there. And <laughs> National League MVP? Yeah. MVP? MVP. <laughs> yeah, Bryce is at plus 1,200. Yep. And I don't see Real Muto on here. How you far say, down is is you said Kingsley? You said Kingsley and um, Reese Hoskins is at plus four thousand. That seems a little no. Belligerent. It was Reese. That's right, Reese. Yeah, Reese. That seems really belligerent. And actually. then Real Muto was later on. I just see the lowest guy is Eugenio Suarez. Javier mm. Baez is four thousand. Suarez is plus five thousand. I don't. I wouldn't put money on any of these guys. <laughs> Mookie Betts, Acuna, and mm -hmm. Bellinger. I mean, I. If you really wanted to take an, an outside shot at somebody, I don't know. I mean, the problem is, like Freddie Freeman, is he going to put up so many great numbers this year that Acuna is going to be dwarfed? Right. What about Tatis Jr.? Well, that's another guy. He's at plus 900. See, I'd throw something on him. I would throw something on Bryce simply because he's due. He's due for a big season. I hope. He's due but right now. Wow. That lineup, I mean, Reese Hoskins there. And again, the problem, too, is where is that team going to be? Right? If Second or any, third. Sec I would think third or fourth at this point. I don't. Uh, I don't. Washington second or third. So you've got the you've got the Mets with and the, the Mets and the Braves, Braves. right? Yep. So I don't think Philadelphia can compete with either of those two teams personally. 
and then you really are battling. Why? Why? You, why you say that? You know, because the bullpen. Well, just be yes, because the rosters that both teams have are better. The Mets might still add right now and get Chris Bryant, but I'm not even factoring that in. I'm just saying right with what they've done. And while they lose Syndergaard, they still have a ridiculous rotation. Mm-hmm. And the Phillies have holes. Like, the Phillies are good in spots, but they have holes. And the Braves and, and Mets don't really have many holes. Washington, I, they, I don't know what to make of Washington. They made the play. It was a crazy COVID. I get it all year last year, but they made the playoffs. Mm. As wild as that sounds. So I I don't know. I, I guess I'm a little more down on this team than you guys. Well, I just said, you know, a third, you know, whatever. I mean, baseball's baseball. I'd rather I'm telling you, I'd rather watch baseball from the seventies and eighties than baseball today. Right. <laughs> I'm not serious about that. I've I've spent time doing it, watching it on the MLB network. It's entertaining as hell to me. You know what you need? What? Maybe we can get to Russo. Yeah. But do you remember that show, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yes. yes. <laughs> Barry, you ever heard of this show? No. Okay, so real quick, it was on comedy. I remember it being on Comedy Central, Harry. I don't know where you watched it. but Probably the same. It And this might be even a remake from an older version. But essentially, it was one guy sitting in a movie theater, and he had two puppets next to him. It was a mm-hmm. robot on his right and some weird alien on his left. And they were puppets. And you just saw the back of them, the shadows, kind of shadows, of yeah, right, silhouette. Three. Right. And they watched awful movies, like some of the worst movies, you've black and white movies, movies that are just terrible. And the show is basically watching the three of them watch the movie and write and react yeah. through the movie. But they they are the entertainment. So I can picture Harry sitting on his couch clicking clicking and hitting mlb network and it's a shadow of russo yes watching the big red machine back in the 70s yes. i tell you about johnny Be- he's telling <laughs> listening to kurt gowdy yeah. do the play-by-play right yes. that's when listen that's what pitchers pitched for more than 120 throws yeah, the big red machine they were nothing yeah. until they got joe morgan from uh houston Right, exactly. And he's just arguing with yeah. himself. Yeah, you know who they sent back in that trade? Lee May. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, God, I love it's, that It's guy. just unbelievable. Now, but, 91 L6ers says he'd rather hear about pitching tents than pitchers and catchers. That's fine. We don't need to get into any of that. <laughs> pitching tents. Pitching tents, okay? Now, I'm going to read real quick. I'm going to read you something that I put out that caught steam across both Indianapolis and Chicago. Las and Vegas steam? No, not that steam. Oh, okay. A different type of steam. And now a day and a half later has been reinforced by a verified account who covers the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me start with me. All right. At this and I wrote this yesterday the 16th in the morning. At this point the Eagles negotiating with the Colts Difference on the back end trying to get that second two instead of a third fourth conditional Chicago's out. I've been wrong before, but feels like we're winding down talks. So people in Chicago were thrilled. They took that as a report. It was just my opinion on it. Now we have, as I brought up the other Colts people, this is Bowen. This is Les. Mm -hmm. Spoke with NFL management source, not from Eagles, about the Wentz melodrama. His viewpoint, if Wentz doesn't want the Bears, Bears aren't going to trade for him. Eventually, the Eagles take whatever Indy is offering, maybe a second plus something. Also, Eagles draft a quarterback sixth overall. 
Wow. Well, there yeah. you have it. That's and big. That, that's huge, you know. I mean, like they say, they're not going to be this low probably for a long time at number six. So, I mean, why wouldn't you go out there and, and, and look at this quarterback? Now, is this quarterback bunch? Well, who is it, though? The kid from BYU, does he get the six? Wilson? I don't think so. No, Wilson will go, too. I think Wilson will go, He's going to go, too. Yeah. He might have uh, Then after that, I don't think any, another quarterback gets picked up until probably eight, eight or nine. Well, unless a team wants fields, mm-hmm. which is very likely, and leapfrog six, which, again, is very likely. And mm-hmm. so much of this is predicated on what happens with free agents slash quarterback trades. But let me let me throw this back at you both and anybody else out here as well, because I'm thinking it through myself. What's more likely to happen? Is it? Well, let me let me think this through here, because I thought I had a scenario in my head and I don't, I don't know if I necessarily do. Oh, OK. Now. Now I, I think it is. What's more likely to happen? Is it a team leapfrogs and, and jumps up and takes fields like you have three? of the quarterbacks of the top quarterbacks off the board at six or that fields will fall to them at six. Hmm. Cause I, hmm. I think it's, I think that if a team sees Lawrence and then Wilson go, they're going to say, well, shit, man, we had fields higher than Wilson anyway on our board. Let's go get them. And they see the Eagles as that team definitively at six, that would eye a quarterback. Although I think we do have to have the whole Jalen Hurts conversation, and this is not about Jalen Hurts himself because he got one of the rawest deals out there. But what the hell is that? Like, if let's let's just set everything aside for just one second, okay? Just set everything aside. Let's say the Eagles do draft a quarterback at six. Let's say it's Justin Fields, it's Trey Lance, it's Wilson, it's Mac Jones, whoever the hell it is, they take a quarterback at six. What the hell just happened? We went from trading Carson Wentz yeah. to admitting that Jalen Hurts is a mistake to drafting a kid at six. Ah, da da. You're what? absolutely right. What? What? Wait, wait, let's get back. Men in black, where it just erases my memory because I can't sit and try and comprehend that past season of a. Well, you talk about a terrible year in personnel decisions. Get back for- to the Jalen Hurts was a mistake thing. Where was that? Drafting Jalen Hurts was a mistake at two if they've moved on from the guy that he should have replaced and on top of that taken another quarterback at six the very draft after. Well, if they do, if they trade Carson Wentz, they're definitely getting a quarterback uh, at number six or even or even number four if they trade up. Right. They're going to have to get another quarterback. Now, if you look at Jalen Hurts, and that's why I'm trying to explain to everybody, you really still don't know what 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 Jalen Hurts is. I mean, if you watch the first game, he was new. They didn't know how to defend him. Mm-hmm. He played great. But once team got a game plan, defensive coordinators get paid million dollars a year to stop, you know, guys like that. They and they're eventually going to get a game plan on how they're going to take the first and second read away from him and make him run. Now, Hurts is a a a a, a good athlete. But you can't build an offense off of that. And he has to really, really learn and refine his throwing motion and get to being a quarterback as opposed to being an athlete. And that's, you know, that's that's the difference between understanding what Hurts can do right now than going into the future with him. 
They yeah, have to I, really figure that out. And they don't know right now. So you have to grab, you have to draft a quarterback or you go out and you get a veteran quarterback. And I doubt seriously they do that. If you're that at the back into last year, where yep. you had a guy, you had a guy that you took in the second round that in normal circumstances, if you're gonna move on from the guy ahead of him, there is now a clear path to do exactly what you said. I mean, that's what I put in Philly Voice yesterday, which is the Eagles should trade back. They should trade Carson Wentz and trade back at six and just take a year. Take, you know, they call it a gap year, right? Where you go from high school and then you take a year. Like the yeah. Eagles need a gap year with the Go to prep school for a year. Exactly. And they're not going to be yeah. good. You're right. You know? They're not going to be good. So <laughs> exactly. they'll be right back up there. You know you're not going to be good. Right. Put right. some people around Jalen yeah. Hurd. See what happens. Right. If you're not good, you're right back in the draft. You can take somebody. You can move up. If you are good, that's because Hurts can play. But it's not. I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying, Barrett. I'm saying is that nobody has any idea what the hell Jalen Hurts was last year, which is fine. Okay, you want to sit a rookie quarterback, that happens. But when you move on from the guy in front of him, there's usually the clear path to figuring out who this now young kid is by taking someone at six, way higher than you took Hurts. You can't really do that. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to throw this young man in if it's Fields, if it's Lance, whoever it may be, Wilson. This is all a train wreck from what happened in week yes. thirteen. Yes, you know it's. I can, under, I can understand. I understand. I can understand. Everybody wanted to see what Hurts could do, but it just didn't make logical sense to me to go ahead and do that. You can't pull the trigger that early. I mean, not. I mean, you can't pull the trigger and keep that trigger pulled. You can't keep letting off. You have to. If if you're gonna start him one game, okay, I understand that, but you still have to let Carson go back and play, and you know, and, and divvy up time that way. You can't do that. And that's why everything is, is is messed up right now because right now the quarterback doesn't trust the organization. So all right, they're gonna trade him. If they're gonna trade him, all right, go ahead and do it. But you're not gonna get the value for him. But then you still don't know what you haven't hurts. Four games is not a big enough sample size to see what hurts can do. Just like four games wasn't enough to, um, to see what Bobby Hoying could do. I mean, it's the same scenario. Bobby Hoyne started at the end of the season. He did horrible. He had one good game against Cincinnati, and they tried to throw him $20 million. You know, I mean, it, it's right. too soon to make that type of decision. Yeah. No, I mean, they don't even have, in, in that case, they didn't even have a guy in Wentz that they're purposely moving out that a year ago. was trust, He doesn't trust them. They don't right. trust him now. The, the confident starting quarterback. And and Wentz and and again, it just it's just more of this domino effect. And I don't even know how they're going to spin it because they're going to do their best to try and spin this thing. I I just I don't know honestly. You can't spin it. You can't no, spin it. No. Right now, the Eagles are will continue to be the laughing stock of the NFL because they didn't make the right decisions. They they, I mean, even if you're going to come to this point, if you're going to still trade Carson Wentz, then why do you let your um? Why do you let your head coach go? Why? A, 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 a Super Bowl winning head coach. Why do you let him go? If you're not, you let him go because you wanted to keep Carson. Then you change your mind. You don't want to keep Carson. Yeah. So, no, yeah. Nobody has any idea. What nobody knows what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, see, it's uh, ridiculous. Alvin Kamara has a new car. A new car. Yeah. He partnered up with JD Motorsports. Uh oh! Oh, sponsor NASCAR driver Ryan Vargas, the number six car. 
Ryan Vargas. Yeah. Wow. Not not Vargas or Farkas. Or Farkas. That's who yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, Farkas. Yeah. Now, we are it not is. on the radio today, which is fine, because our audience, the majority of such in Philadelphia and the Delaware Valley, where you can legally bet in both New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, right? You can add them to the list. So we go out to Vegas, where it's nice and bright and sunny and warm, I'm sure. Not 29 degrees like it is here. Bring in our buddy at Jeff Parles. Jeff Parles from Book It Sports at Book It HQ, where each and every day our sponsor for overtime, we continue to tell you, as Jeff will once again, about the benefits and the value of popping on Book It and being a part of the Book It community, where you can weed out all the other nonsense you get on Twitter, let's say, and just talk about all the bets that you hit. Or... In the case of maybe Jeff, as somebody outed you yesterday, I don't think you had a pretty good stretch over the weekend. Or, or are you here to, to refute that? Over the weekend, the I, I, I actually was a joke. Over the weekend, I didn't really post much of okay. anything. Hmm. See, I think I, people, I, mean, I, 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 it's well documented on the on the show. It's not gone well recently, but, <laughs> but, but, but over the weekend, I, I mean, oh yeah, okay. Now I do. Now I do see it. Yeah, I had one. I had one slate. Okay, so this is this is uh this is the college basketball freeze. Yeah, I had one slate where I went over, but the rest of it was mad. Right. And then I'm on this four and one hockey run, which makes absolutely no sense because I basically know nothing about hockey. Um, and basically, I'm in this scenario where I am not allowing myself to make a college basketball bet again until Saturday. So far, so good. No bet on no bets these first two days. Haven't even looked at what the numbers are tonight. And uh, and I plan on keeping it that way because college, if you look at basically, I I, I wish. Uh, and I and I noticed this in the in the works on the app, the distribution of record by sport. Yeah, my college basketball record is why that record is just as as abhorrent as it is. Mm-hmm. It, my college basketball record is just abysmal right now. But uh, hockey, hockey for whatever reason has been okay recently for me, which no. I can't. College quite basketball understand. is abysmal too. Well, you know what? In general, you know what? You know the thing is. You know the thing is, Harry. It's it, it's. In the past, usually by now, you know what everyone is. You can get a read on teams. You don't know what everyone is, except for the really awful teams, which are in the smaller conferences, and Gonzaga, Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah. And that's basically it. Other than those three, the top three, and the absolute bottom, where the bottom continues to fall out on a daily basis, you don't know what you're getting out of any of these teams. And it's kind of played more like an NBA betting year in college hoops as opposed to a college hoops here for me. And that's, I think that's part of the reason that I've struggled. I know there's people that still have had success because there's people that are, that are really, really good at this in the college hoops, yeah. regardless of how uh, it, it, uh, unnormal uh, this season has been. But look, uh, it, it just has felt like an NBA betting season for me in college hoops. And I normally don't bet the NBA because of the unpredictability from a night to night basis. And, that's what we've gotten in college this year. Well, you See, know, I this is like a great. Be... Sorry, Harry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Why well, don't... you know, this is a great segment, guys. When guys on our stream are taking action on which hat he's going to wear <laughs> on his appearance. Orange, red. I mean, guys are winning bets as we speak it's based like on what you wear. Here, here, here's, <laughs> the pro- here's, the, here's the problem, Harry. There's going to be two new hats added to the mix uh, in, in the next few weeks. No. So good luck to everyone trying to handicap this going forward. Good luck. It's amazing. 
Amazing. Hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Mizzou, man. I, I found myself watching Mizzou the other night, man. Mizzou, Arkansas, man. I, I didn't know what uh-huh. I was doing, man. But everybody wants to know uh, what's the action tonight with K State, Kansas. You know, they're playing in Bramlage in Kansas, and um, right now it's plus thirteen. KSU. What, who do you like there? I, are you setting me up here, Barry? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Bar- Barrett said he whatever you say after that long <laughs> dissertation about how bad you've been in college basketball with the numbers to back it up, Jeff. I'm yeah. just going to fade whatever. No, and, and, and in all honesty, I'm not going to bet this game. So in all honesty, Ethan, <laughs> the things I haven't bet probably have been working. So I, I would, ah. I don't even know. As you know, we all hit a hundred percent of our leans that we don't bet. You know that. Um, but, uh, but look, uh, 13, 134 and a half. Oh, Goodness, I, <laughs> those numbers just feel correct to me. I, I, in all honesty, Kansas just came off of a, a, a pretty nice cover against Iowa State on Saturday in a game that they really were just not playing well for thirty minutes and still covered a double-digit spread just because the Cyclones are really bad. Uh, so I'd lean towards laying the thirteen with Kansas, but I, I, I'm not going to bet this game. This is just going to be a dreadful watch all the way through. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. We wouldn't ask you to watch. It's not, not, not. He's not betting it either. So. No, I'm staying as far. I got burned two times in a row by Kansas State. I'm. I'm not touching anything against him. But I'm curious now because who are we to pick and choose where the heat comes from and when the runs start? What do you see in hockey tonight? I mean, give us some winners, Jeff Parles. You know, it's it, it, it's it, 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 the the strategy I, that has been successful over the weekend, except for the uh, the New York or honestly yesterday included. Other than the New York Rangers getting thumped by the Devils, who were just off a COVID pause, betting against the teams who've come off the elongated COVID pauses in Game One have worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colorado lost to Vegas on Saturday. The Kings beat the Wild last night, and we know the Kings stink, and they still won that game four nothing. The Islanders just swept the Buffalo Sabres, who came off an elongated pause. So uh, th- that's really what uh, I've been looking at. And, of course, naturally, we have nothing like that tonight. So if we're looking at something here, though, on uh, on this, I would gravitate towards that horrible Blackhawks-Red Wings game. <laughs> and I would consider taking Chicago Lane minus 130. The Blackhawks have been better then I a lot of people expected they didn't ex- obviously Taze has missed the season uh, with an, a, a non-COVID related ailment, uh, and, but the Blackhawks have played better. They'd be in the playoffs right now if they started today as the four seed in the Central Division. The Red Wings to me are the second worst team in hockey. Only Ottawa's worse, despite that ridiculous comeback two nights ago in Toronto. Yeah. So I, I would lay about minus one thirty, uh, even minus one thirty-five. Still probably good on Chicago tonight. Uh, there in uh, in the big pizza box in Detroit. Okay. Was, was, look, I don't want to push any luck here and squeeze <laughs> out a second pick on the ice, but uh, that makes a lot of sense right there. And, you know, one thing that I've been looking at for everybody here, and, and, and this is what I would play tonight, uh, when you look at the Leafs and Senators, you mentioned Ottawa, that ridiculous comeback and all, and I'm trying to find on the board – Teams that are minus 250 or higher, in the case of Toronto, minus 333, going up against teams that are usually like 240, 250, that range or higher. And I'll make an exception for 240 with Ottawa. And what I'll do is I'll play the dog in the first. 
So if I can find this in the first quarter of an NBA game, if I can find this in the first half of a college game, especially, and I mean, you know, something where it's not a thousand in that regard, but something manageable like this. So I'm going to take, I'm going to look at Ottawa in the first period there, uh, or maybe even bust out the tie right there in the first period, because it's almost, it's contrarian to what a lot of the public is going to play based on that minus 333 of the game. Just eyeballing it, you can get two to one in a traditional uh, uh, two-way uh, market there, Etan. Uh, the, the draw in the first period is interesting just because of – the only thing that I'm concerned about is that that Ottawa just coming up, playing the best period probably in about three years in that third period against the Maple Leafs. I don't know how much they'll have left in the tank. And and, and both of their, goal, their goaltenders stink. It's actually at a point where you normally first period totals one and a half. This mm-hmm. is a two. So uh, you don't see that very often. Those really started getting dished uh, in the middle of last season. So, yeah, look, at $2 on a traditional money line, I don't mind that. And and also, too, and that draw, that draw first period in the three-way is not not too bad either. No, uh, 210, man. And and that's usually, with a bad team, that's that's usually an equivalent of a win. Yes. You take the risk. That the Ottawa's not just going to go crazy and drop three on them and and win the first period, but to yes, that that's the concern is their legs. So maybe the tie is the better play because that would be them essentially winning the first. Uh, just just something to throw out there for everybody. <laughs> I want to get back to college basketball here for a second because you you mentioned obviously Gonzaga and Baylor and you put Michigan in there as these three teams that have kind of separated themselves uh, from the rest. Who would you say? is the team that you're thinking could be that fourth team? Is it a Houston, a Villanova, or is there maybe Illinois out of the Big Ten? What is that other team that you think could make a name for themselves here in the next couple of weeks leading up to the to the tournament? Okay, so let, we'll do this by process of elimination, Harry, because mm-hmm. I just there just aren't a lot of teams I really like. Villanova reminds me of the teams that, that got uh, one or two seeds but flamed out in the round of 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they feel like to me. I don't think they're – could they make the second weekend? Of course they could. They're going to be a one or a two seed. Uh, but I don't see them being on the level as those other three teams. Uh, Iowa, their defense is just too terrible, yeah. even though they're number five in Ken Palm. Houston, I don't – even though they're efficient offensively, they remind me of those Virginia teams before they busted through where they're just so prone to six-minute droughts against really good teams uh, that that's not going to get it done in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to end up going off the board here. Oh, so you mentioned Illinois. Uh, I don't trust them. They're too inconsistent. Ohio State's defense also, same kind of deal as Iowa, but not as in grand of a scale. So I'm going to go completely off the board here, and I'm going to go to the Big 12, and I'm going to go with West Virginia as a team. And I'm not saying they're on the level of those teams, but West Virginia is capable, even if they're in a region with Michigan as a two or a three seed, of beating a Michigan. They played Gonzaga tough earlier in the year in Indianapolis. Actually, Gonzaga's closest game was mm-hmm. against West Virginia. They have gotten past Oscar Shibwe's, uh, uh Messi uh, entering into the portal. I know they lost to Oklahoma over the weekend, but I think the Sooners are pretty darn good themselves. But teams who struggle to handle the, the pace and the pressure that West Virginia gives – uh, it, 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 that we have seen that happen in March. Teams get sped up. They turn it over. West Virginia takes full advantage. I think Miles McBride is one of the the more well uh, unknown great players in the country. Same deal with Derek Culver. I think West Virginia is made 
to make an Elite Eight, push one of those three teams, maybe even beat a Michigan uh, and get to a Final Four. Uh, it just really is, like I said, Harry, before, I think it is a three-headed monster this year. And that fourth team that ends up making it to the Final Four is going to be like, oh, they were there when we're talking about this tournament five years from now. Huh. What about the Wichita State Shockers? You know, Wichita, at this point, they play Houston tomorrow. You know, I mean, they're right on the Oscars. They've always made a push when it comes to the tournament, man. I, I mean, look at them being one of those teams that are going to show up also. Eh. Different eh, coach now. Eh, it's, a, it's a weird scenario for them because you had the whole horrible story with Greg Marshall just being, just in all honesty, just being a bad guy mm-hmm. uh, with, with everything that was reported out of there. Isaac Brown's done a reasonable job there. They're, they need to beat Houston tomorrow night in order to even right. have a shot to uh, get an at-large bid. But look, uh, they, they're they're solid offensively, but they're not a they're a team that if they get in, they'll they, maybe they'll maybe maybe they'll win a play-in game in, in at Purdue or Indiana. But they're not much more than that. What kind of odds could you have gotten on a wager that said North Carolina, Duke, and Michigan State are all going to miss the tournament? Uh, preseason absurdly good because you had, you mentioned three teams in the top 12 yeah. in the beginning of the year. North Carolina is still going to get in, Harry. I, I I just think in the end, they have enough on their resume. If they had gotten that game against Texas in the Valley Invitational in Asheville back in December, they wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a debate. They would be in, but obviously they didn't. They just have to avoid a calamity down the stretch. If they beat Florida State at the Dean Dome, they're going to be in. Duke's just bad, and yeah, what, what has happened to Michigan? Now they State? lost a player. One of their yeah, best Jalen player. Johnson yeah. uh, opting out. What has happened to Michigan State is one of the more jarring things because early in the year, and it may have just been a product that Duke was just bad. I thought Michigan State was a legitimate uh, the second weekend, maybe even backdoor Final Four team. Michigan State is not making the tournament unless if they get really hot down the stretch. And here's the other thing: their schedule is brutal. At Indiana, Illinois, Ohio State, at Maryland, Michigan. The three home games are against the three best teams in the conference. It's only going to get worse for Sparty. We've seen, you know, Izzo teams go into these funks for like a week, week and a half before and bounce out of it, but I don't see that. Oh, the other team was Kentucky, though. Like Kentucky, Kentucky, they're terrible. Kentucky's legitimately bad. They're awful. Like, 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 Duke, like, if you plop Duke in in a, in a, uh, in an AAC, they'd still probably finish second behind Houston. Same with Michigan State. I'm not sure Kentucky could finish in the top four in like the American this year. That's how wow. bad that they are this year. Uh, and 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 look, it, it kind of goes back to a greater theme of this year. And we even saw it in Kansas, even though Kansas is still an obvious tournament team. This is the worst team self has had in a long time. But it's because those teams that have brought in newer groups of players that have not played with each other in the past. Those teams have really been impacted this year. This has been a bad year for teams that are built on one and done players. Uh, look at the just look at the top of the country. Gonzaga, the whole core was there. They just added Jalen Suggs. Baylor, right. the whole core was there a year ago. Michigan, their key players except for Hunter Dickinson are upperclassmen. So it really has been. If you if you've been in a scenario where you're just if you're just building from scratch like Kentucky and Duke have been doing since the switch to the one and done. Uh, era it, it it's been a bad year for that wow well man like i said man this is i'm at the point now man where my kansas state wildcats don't even ask me about them anymore okay please don't ask about me anymore you know well okay no problem 
I, I don't know. Nobody if was asking. Gonna... <laughs> you don't have to worry about it, Barrett. It'll be over oh, over in 10 days. <laughs> Trust me, nobody's asking anymore. Is there anybody that you've looked at from a future standpoint that you would be comfortable betting on outside of the top two right now? And I know that fluctuates and shifts, and Michigan is up here now as, as a top three team, but I, I can't imagine, even if you wanted to put my feet to the fire and I had to choose Baylor is covering spreads by a larger margin against better teams. That would mean for me that I would at least feel more comfortable about them deeper in the tournament. So even Gonzaga, who I wouldn't hate on anybody betting, I'm okay if people just bet Baylor. I don't know if there's a third team that may. And again, Jeff, at least us, we're not going to hold you accountable. The stream may. So you can change this next week. But I'm curious if there was a team that has emerged as a third favorite that you would place as a, as a futures bet. I, I mean, Michigan is the third favorite, Eton, but those odds are seven to one now. I don't want that at single digits. So, yeah. I look, I, it's funny you bring it up. I actually think Baylor is, and this is for someone I, I, I with going to Mizzou. I was there when when Frank Haith was sweeping Scott Drew in in, in Mizzou's last year in the Big Twelve. And I've never thought Scott Drew is a big-time coach, but Baylor's a big-time team. And you're right. They're covering they're covering big numbers against really good competition every single time out, basically. And I think they're really well off to, to, to beat Gonzaga, assuming we get that matchup in the final. At plus 325, plus 350, that's not bad on Baylor right now, all things yeah. considered. Uh, just looking at the rest of the board, I mean – I brought up West Virginia. They're at fifty to one. If I mean, if you wanted to put up put pizza money on that, I don't. I don't hate that, but I don't think they realistically have a chance to win. They could. You be in a scenario where you try to sell that thing on prop swap if they make it to the Elite Eight, but they, they're not beating. They're not going through a run where they're beating both Gonzaga and Baylor in route to a national championship. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Now, anything in the NBA before we get out of here? Any picks you like in the NBA tonight? Anything in the NBA? Let's, let's give us something a, to think about in we, in the world of hockey. Let's take there. a quick glance here. The Sixers. It is uh, is Steph Curry not playing tonight? Yeah, there's something off about that line. Because because Golden State laying one and a half. I I, I got to check that, but if Curry's in. I, obviously, I like Curry's on a run right now that's just absolutely absurd, averaging about 35 and 10 and shooting close to 50% for, or a little bit over 50% from three in his last eight games. Miami just lost to the Clippers without Kawhi and Paul George. They just haven't been the same team that we saw in the bubble a year ago. Uh, just, I, I think fatigue from getting to the finals has hurt them uh, more than anything. But Lane only one and a half, no, minus 120 yeah. on the board tonight. Yeah, my, minus, what was that, Eton? He's on the board tonight uh, for both player points, assists. Yeah. I, he's he's I, a bettable I, commodity, so he might be a game-time decision. Yeah, I, I still think minus – wait till the year, but minus 120 right now in Golden State seems like a wrong number. Hmm. So I I, uh, I would go in that direction. The, the Rockets in the Sixer game is interesting because the Rockets just played a horrible game in Washington against a yep. really bad Wizards team. Yep. Uh, but and and the one misnomer with the Rockets, other than that game against Washington, they've been great defensively since Harden has uh, Harden got dealt to Brooklyn. But I don't think this is a good matchup for them because at least interior wise, this should be a big game where Joel Joel goes for thirty and fifteen again, and that 
uh, would, would bang those player props over again. He, he's been an over machine this year, obviously, guys. It's been a, it, that's been a joy to bet yeah. on. Yeah, I busted him down a six and a half just just to get. Yeah, it's still probably good. Two, yeah, just just because Houston, I, I don't know. There's something about Philadelphia where th- that last second, that backdoor cover, I'm, I'm not, despite them playing like trash on the road, but you would think, especially as bad as Houston played coming off of that game against Washington, that there's an opportunity for Philly to easily stop that three-game skid. Okay, I like Denver, too, by the way. Speaking of Washington, don't, Washington comes off that big game, right? Don't mind that. The only issue is Denver played last night in Boston, Jokic at yep. 42, and they still got beat by 15. Beat. Yep. But, by the way, also, before before I before I uh, 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 go here, guys, a quick soccer play for you if you really want to have some fun here. Bro, like, yeah, bro. Champions hey, League? Help the Champions League. Champions League. I uh, I really like uh, really like Juventus uh, uh, today. I know that's chalk, but you can get a slight plus plus price against the worst team remaining in the field, the Porto in the Champions League. I know it's the game is in Portugal, but Juventus yeah. is just much more talented than them. Uh, so I even money plus one hundred five on Juve is pretty good today. Wow! I watched that yeah. PSG deb- debacle yesterday. Uh, Mbappe's back in form, Harry. Oh, he's unbelievable. <laughs> So I got him at minus one hundred and five. I'll still take him. That's still good. That's still, yeah. that's still good. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, brother. Thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you. Hey, appreciate thanks you as today. always, guys. Uh, I, I, I hopefully uh, soon uh, Houston can get out from underneath the ice, so you guys can be back on the radio in addition to the stream. So yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. And look, the the I like being able to curse. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can tell Penguin AZ and Joey B yeah. and all these others to shut the bleep up now. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. I got a backdrop. What the hell's right, wrong with you people? Right. Awesome. Thanks, Jeff. We'll chat next week. There he is. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Jeff Parles. That's Jeff Parles. All right. That's it for us. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll see if we have a radio show to boot. If not, you know we'll talk for two. And that's it. Overtime, as always, brought to you by Book It Sports for Barrett Brooks, the Super Bowl champ, infuser, king of everything from the pineapple king to the floor <laughs> king to everything else. And yes, Harry. And the skunk will be back tomorrow. Yeah, he didn't. He only gave us one skunk last night. Right. I was pretty disappointed with that skunk. But he didn't give us a lot, period, on Tuesday. So no, hopefully he he'll have a little juice. No, he little, his side stepped a little bit. Yet, yeah, he, he had nothing on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. He is shot. Yes. <laughs> Before the show even starts. I know. That dude is shot, man. Let me tell you. He's going through withdrawals right now. You know, he yeah. his flyers in a while. He's going through withdrawals. Yep. Is that yep. what it is? Oh, there's yeah, a correlation, yeah. man. When the flyers don't play, his oh, energy man. level goes yeah, into the man. negative. Yeah, man. He's, he's, he's finicky, man. He's, yep. fin- he's sometimey. Sometimey. <laughs> you know what? That's what we're going to have to. If you're the pineapple king, he's sometimey. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, brothers. All I'll right. See you guys. See you all. Thanks to everyone in the stream, too. We're back on Thursday. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It.